boarding student at BFA is full of amazing experiences because you live with 20 other girls in one house and you eat with them, you live with them. Um, and I think this is an experience that everyone should get in their lifetime. Totally worth it. It's exhausting and it's tiring and it's a lot sometimes, but I wouldn't trade it for the world. I would say the best part about boarding school is probably the community. Like there's a completely unique bond about being in a dorm with uh, a lot of other brothers. Being in a dorm is different than um, being anywhere else because you live with so many people and when you live with people you learn so much more than you would if you didn't live in the same place with them. Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. My name is Josh and I have the pleasure of introducing to you our guests for this episode. We have Rich and Lynn Peachy and we have Trey and Randy Israel. And Nathan and I are really excited to have this conversation about boarding at BFA and kind of the Peachy's and the Israel's hearts for uh, this aspect of our school. So guys, thank you for being here. Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah, thanks guys. Thanks for asking. Yeah, this is a really huge part of what we do at BFA. Um, and it's kind of been the lifeblood of the ministry that goes on here um, for a long time. So uh, I'd love to start with the Peaches and just tell us a little bit about your history of work ministry here at BFA um, and kind of how you guys have ended up now having been the Res Life directors for, well, you can tell us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, back in 99, uh, we came to Black Forest Academy straight out of 10 years of pastoral ministry in Canada. We came here with our two daughters who were in which grades? They were age 9 and 11. So mm -hmm. they were in the elementary old Sitzenkirk school back in the day. So mm -hmm. that was, some people might remember that. Mm -hmm. So yeah, they were just young kids and we were coming as young parents and not knowing anything about BFA. There weren't vision trips and things like that. There weren't digital cameras, so there wasn't a website really. You didn't really see what you were coming to. We just had heard about BFA and we, yeah, we got on a plane and we came and we were here for the the long haul. So that was our beginning um, back we, in 1999. We had committed for two years at least of dorm parenting. We ended up staying for four. At that time, the boarding program had a policy that after four years you had to step out for one year. And so we, we did that, but at that time we were also asked to join a team of people overseeing the boarding program. So we worked with Glenn and Sheila Lewis in the boarding uh, office for four years. And our kids were able to finish school here, and I would say for anyone listening that that's one of the greatest gifts we could have given our own daughters is mm -hmm. the ability to live in a dorm and to have dorm sisters that they still are in a relationship with and in contact with mm. to this day and to have that identity and also i think to graduate here to say that they finished school at mm -hmm. bfa is a gift and now that they are 29 and 31 and i'm advertising their ages um they actually would say the same thing and really feel that that has been a huge asset to their lives and a gift that they uh value highly huh. and so we're grateful yeah. that they feel that way. After that, our mission asked us to return to Canada, and I was the Home Office Director for the Evangelical Free Church of Canada mission, uh, along with the two other fellows in the uh, directorship of the whole mission. And then we never really felt like we were done at BFA, that we mm -hmm. wanted to come back. So we've been back here now for six years uh, as the Director of Boarding here at Black Forest Academy again, and really have mm -hmm. enjoyed it. 
So that totals 10 years in the boarding um, administrative wow. office and four years as dorm parents. So in some ways I feel very much part of BFA and BFA is part of me and yeah. it's hard yeah. to separate that. And so moving forward, I just wonder, um, it'll feel a bit like an amputation, I think, mm -hmm. but it's also um, yeah. God's timing in our life and we're grateful for these years for sure. I feel like 14 years is like, 40 years in BFA years. <laughs> you know, yeah. That's really, a lot of experience mixed in, that, I'm sure. Yeah, that's really great. I can um, speak as somebody that went through the boarding program here at BFA, and it's it's really cool to time and time again hear stories of um, people that have come through here and have the similar experience in our boarding program of still connected, still feel like brothers and sisters with the people that they were in the dorm with. Um, it's just a special thing, mm -hmm. really special. Mm -hmm. And that's what we'd love to just pass on to our dorm staff, yeah. that they're not just doing the daily. It's not about what you're doing today, the driving in the van, the cleaning up after dirty um, soccer cleats. It's really about what they're building in for the future and what is going to come their way in relationships and that that's lasting, that's eternal, that's what walks out the door that lasts. It's not the stuff and it's not the tasks. What is something that, um, and not to scare new dorm parents away, but what is something, and especially Trey and Randy as you guys jump into this, mm -hmm. um, either in your beginning dorm parenting stage or as you got in over into the administrative side, What's something that made you either individually or as a couple sit there and say, oh my goodness, what have we gotten ourselves into? And then on the flip side of that, how did you see God use that to then equip you and strengthen you for moving forward? Because after that many years, clearly that didn't scare you away and that's fantastic. Um, but what's something that kind of kind of shook you and then hopefully then turned you back to God? Mm -hmm. and mm. I think every set of dorm parents goes through in a time of adjustment to just the relational demands of what it means to co-parent 20 students other than your own family. And then the pull between parenting your own children and parenting the dorm students. Um, that was hard on us in our first year. Um, we felt uh, there, there, so much was being asked of us that we didn't have time for each other as a couple. We didn't have time for our own kids in some ways. And yeah, again, not to scare people off, it was a time of adjustment. And like Lynn already mentioned, our, our, our two daughters would say it was the best thing we ever did with them. They might also say that that first year in the dorm was actually one of the hardest years they remember. Mm -hmm. They would say that. Yeah. But if you can balance that with the reward that comes, that's also what they say. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the beautiful picture of what we want our dorm staff to understand, what we even want our students to understand, that this life is hard and community living demands a lot. But what you receive out of it on this, even in this human life, never mind the eternal rewards, is really something valuable and I, we mm. wouldn't trade it. And I think for anyone looking at that, like parenting your children in a fishbowl in the public view of adolescents who have opinions about being parented and also of um, resident assistants who also would have maybe just recently come out of that and are now independent. That is not a small piece of the adjustment. And we did not have a residence life office that offered those kinds of skills and supports to us at that time. So we were all just a little bit out there figuring it out on our own and didn't have a lot of interaction with somebody that was there to come alongside and help. So 
Um, it was just a different setting, and I think it actually grew us up in ways that we didn't realize we needed to mm. grow up mm. in. Wow. Yeah. Um, mm. Train Randy, if mm-hmm. as you think through in this upcoming transition, as you dropped off your two kids here, three, three kids three. here, mm-hmm. um, six or eight months ago, did you think that you would be back and doing this and jumping <laughs> into these incredibly big Canadian shoes that you have to play? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking of uh, how we felt as parents bringing our first son, Connor, who's already graduated and is off finishing up college now and now that we have two ch- children here currently and and uh, just the emotions that we felt coming mm-hmm. to this place uh, kind of sight unseen in some ways up front and trusting that God had a plan for uh, them to live somewhere else and be among a whole different group of people. Uh, just things we couldn't offer them mm-hmm. in our, our, our mission setting and uh just how good he's been and how mm-hmm. how he's used specific people here at BFA and the culture in general to shape our our yeah. kids has yeah. been a, an amazing thing. Yeah. It hasn't been without its hard times and difficulties, uh, but you know that's life and and mm-hmm. it's trained them to deal with those things and it's yeah. been really great. That's yeah. awesome. Has has been being here yourself helped you understand as you think through the previous education of your kids and even previous years understand and kind of put the pieces together of the stories that they've maybe told. and Absolutely. And just um, the blessing of being able to be here with Rich and Lynn and us have some overlap time yeah. that we can learn from, like you said, big shoes to fill. Yeah. And really our whole time as parents of BFA boarding students, Rich and Lynn have been the face of Russ Life. Mm-hmm. And um, they've been such a blessing to us. Mm-hmm. Um, just the way they handle things professionally and personally is huge. And um, it brings comfort to moms and dads back in other countries far away when you can't be there to hug your kid and check on your kid. And um, so, yeah, but now just this blessing of being here together and being able to gain wisdom from them and just watch them go through a process and then us afterwards be able to ask some questions about, okay, now I think I understand why you did that. And looking back on our own perspective, mm. it's it's just a really sweet time that God's given us together to be able to transition the program really well, yeah. I think. I feel like that right there is rare at BFA for that overlap to actually happen mm-hmm. and kind of this training period. Mm-hmm. Um it kind of feels like people show up in August and school starts first week of September and there you go, you know? (laughs) Um, Wow. Can you just give us a little bit about um, where you've been as you've been working for the kingdom over the years and then just kind of the little backstory of how you ended up here at BFA? Well, I mean, we we are both teachers by by trade and uh, we, we taught in America and and I was a coach in Texas, in Texas not just America, Give but it a in shout Texas. Out, babe. That is America, I heard. <laughs> uh, it's part of America. It's sort of America. And uh, so small part, small part. Of America. Education is so important to us, and we we are our educators. Uh, in the last nine years, we've been able to work in Serbia, and we set up kind of a, an informal education center there, taught English, and just used you know, silly things, just fun activities, and uh, tried to pull in as many different type of, types of people as we could to get to know them, to build uh, kind of a good cultural 
relationship between Americans and Serbians, which has not always been the, the history, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. to you know build goodwill in that, and as, as well use those opportunities to share the gospel and to mm-hmm. love on people. And so that's been a, a, a huge journey for us, uh, a huge adjustment for us. What, what's it been like for you, babe? Well, I would say just our our time in Serbia, people, you know, the, the mission life, people move a lot. And honestly, the only place that we've ever considered being is here in Condren. And there have been times over the years we've seen an opening or wondered, you know, is that the place for us? And mm-hmm. We need door parents. Come well, I might come. just say I, I may have emailed a number of times in the last few years it's wondering true. if possibly there could be uh, a new set of door parents here by your name. So, you know, this isn't a beginning of thought in terms of how you would fit here and mm-hmm. what we saw in your partnership okay. with us. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that's a really important piece for people to kind of see on the broader scale is that our observation and relationship with you as parents of borders from our perspective actually gave us the assurance that we could risk an invitation for you to consider being huh, that's wonderful being dorm parents so cool. a number of times you received an email saying would this be the time would you mm-hmm. consider this yeah. mm-hmm. this is our need mm-hmm. and not until now has it been right. And I think now we see why. And I think that that's something I would love the public to hear because it gives um, confidence that God's at work and Mm -hmm. his timing is right Mm -hmm. and that this is not just some sort of random idea that came out of our desperation, but Mm -hmm. it comes out of something we've seen building and things that we have valued already in Mm -hmm. the way that you've responded to us and partnered with us Mm -hmm. and that's so important to us that whole partnering concept Mm -hmm. wow Mm -hmm. that's really great so so what's ahead why is this transition happening um what's the future look like for the peaches and then the future of bfa boarding look like um with the israels um so kind of walk us through what what you guys are preparing for what's the vision now moving forward Uh, I will be continuing on with our mission agency uh, back in the home office in Canada uh, as a mobilization director for our mission. It's a part, it was part of my position when we were back there six years ago, uh, but I've been asked to come back and do that as well to recruit new people to go overseas into missions and to train them for that. Um, we have just felt like this is God's timing in terms of our own lives where we're at. Um, and it was, an, again, an ask by our agency to, to make this change again. So um, nothing really driving it in terms of, of uh, yeah, this place or anything like that. It just is more God's timing in our lives and, and what opportunities he's open for us. I think the older I get, the more I think about God's will a little bit differently, and I think about what has he prepared me in the past for that's opening up what's coming ahead. So Mm -hmm. it's not about a specific thing and these are the Mm -hmm. walls of God's will. It's about what has he already been building in Mm -hmm. us and Mm -hmm. how does that propel us into the next place of ministry. Mm -hmm. So I think for us, we really are grateful for these years, but I think we also know that we have other places to contribute Mm -hmm. to and one of those being uh, the need of our parents and our children that's always a tug of war in a way Mm -hmm. when you are in your mid-50s like we are and we have parents who have some real needs and we have uh, also children who are in need of some support and I think that one of the things that I said to our daughter is that 
you know, you didn't have a choice when you came at the age of nine to BFA. You came with us. We didn't ask permission. And you came because you were our child. And you had to absorb what that meant. And you gave up your parents. And you shared your parents. And you had a different life that you now value. But you didn't have a choice. And so now when I look at where you're at, she has, uh, she and her husband have three little kids, two twin infant boys, and they don't have support around them. So I would say one of the things that we can offer them is honoring their need. Mm -hmm. So they couldn't, Mm -hmm. they honored us by respecting our choice and being, um, seeing the value in it and using that in a way that was a positive thing without resentment and bitterness and Mm -hmm. so now we're able to offer something back Mm -hmm. and i think that that's where we're at in our lives Mm -hmm. and um richard will be taking a master's program as well that's something he's been looking at for the last number of years but it just does not work with the (laughs) scope of things we manage here and so i think this is an opportunity for some night classes and some education where he can actually sit and be fed if you Mm -hmm. want to put it that way instead of giving out and leading mm-hmm. on so many fronts and then I will have a job in a chiropractic office which follows the five years that I worked in a medical clinic and a counseling clinic prior when we were back in Canada so it fits nicely with what we are there to do mm-hmm. ministry wise and family wise and also providing for ourselves mm-hmm. and so it's a beautiful opportunity I'm, I'm so excited for y'all yeah. <laughs> and we're grateful it's uh, definitely a, as we said earlier just huge uh shoes to fill and uh one of the great things is uh we do have this time to learn and we we come into this knowing we have so much to learn Mm -hmm. uh but are excited about that and Mm -hmm. the stretching that that's going to cause in us and uh the growth that's going to happen and at the same time uh we see such a a process that's been put Mm -hmm. in place and such a, a program that runs so well that uh we we want to just kind of help it continue mm-hmm. and of course uh, our personality will 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 be a part of that but mm-hmm. uh, we, we want to come here and there's such a great staff here too to yeah. to come and work with yeah. that's what we're excited about well and when I just look even what Lynn said about how the things that God brings you through prepare you for yeah. the future that you may not know what's coming and during some of those times when we would get emails from the peaches how would you consider uh, dorm parenting we yeah. really have a need and we were really struggling um, at the time in Serbia just because of various reasons. And we were like, God, yes, this is, you know, and the Lord just never opened the door. He wouldn't give us the freedom to leave Serbia. And um, now then things are better in Serbia. And we're like, really? This is the timing now? But it, if we had come before, we would have been escaping from something that was difficult. Mm-hmm. And I can look back and see how God used those difficult times, learning about leadership, learning about how team works, learning about parenting your kids from a distance through difficult situations, mm-hmm. um, that he used those times to prepare us for this timing now to come into this role. And it's just, we're, we're excited to see what he has. We know that it's a big job and we don't take it lightly. Um, we know that there are people's lives um, that are affected by decisions that are made. And um, we want to be prayerful and wise as we make those decisions and are really blessed to be able to follow in the footsteps of people who have done it well before us. So mm. we're excited about the coming years. Yeah, I think it's really great that both of you guys, well, all four of you, um, have an experience of raising children on the mission field. 
um, and it gives you this unique and special insight into the families that are sending their children here. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really awesome to hear your guys trust in the Lord um, as you've been following him um, and the amount of trust that it takes to send your child oh, to boarding school. Hmm. It was um, a lot harder than saying yes to come to Serbia, leaving your kid mm-hmm. behind and walking away after mm-hmm. opening ceremonies mm-hmm. was really tough. Mm-hmm. And that's something you've experienced that we actually haven't. Mm-hmm. So we had to live life in a public way. And the way I describe it is for dorm parents, your, your parenting is kind of diluted with your own kids because you're, you're spreading it around the mm-hmm. house. So yes, we did have to step away from that type of parenting that we are used to and that most families would say is their reality but we didn't have to drive away or fly away Mm -hmm. and that is I think something that you can bring to this that we didn't have Mm -hmm. so that's a huge asset and I'm grateful Mm -hmm. yeah however we did observe it I at opening ceremonies I for the past number of years I've been uh just introducing myself and a little bit about the boarding program. And I talk about the look that we would get from parents when they'd come mm-hmm. walk through the door of the building and you could tell they were just trying to absorb everything mm-hmm. they possibly could mm-hmm. to know that their child was safe, to know these people, <laughs> that they could trust them. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that look was humbling to us mm-hmm. as parents or as dorm parents, um, mm-hmm. realizing what we were doing and how what these people were experiencing. So we were on the other side mm-hmm. of that, but mm-hmm. you folks actually come with a personal experience of that mm-hmm. as you lead this program now, which is a it's huge be asset. Really valuable. Yeah. I remember this one dad coming in the door and he actually started to cry and he grabbed Richard's arm and he said, take care of my baby girl and mm. he's crying and you don't forget that. Mm-hmm. You don't forget that mm. if you are a dorm parent who suddenly that weight that transfer of weight mm-hmm. is on your shoulders and mm-hmm. you live with that and you honor that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what we wish to create. And what I know, Trey and Randy, you wish to mm-hmm. stand behind that. You Absolutely. want to make that promise to those parents. You mm-hmm. want to say, we will look at your child as an individual mm-hmm. to the very best of our ability mm-hmm. and we will do our best for you. And that promise is hard to keep mm-hmm. because we're we fall into our human (laughs) responses sometimes but that is what this is Mm -hmm. one of the maybe one of the last questions um what are what are some of the hallmarks of i I guess for the peaches of um legacy of the boarding program and the way that things have been run that um you are i don't say most proud of but uh, a hallmark of this we feel is a, a job done well and we can sleep at night and say, okay, tomorrow we're going to do our best again. Um, and then also to Trey and Randy, what is a mark of what you bring to the table that is unique or different, whether your personality or your upbringing, um, that you hope to to bring to the table, not necessarily change, and it might be a little too early to answer that, but um, every, everybody has a unique perspective of how they work. Um, What's, what's something that you can, can bring to, what, what do you hope to bring to the table on top of the program? When we came back to BFA this last time for this six-year stint, um, the director of, of BFA, Scott Jones, uh, asked us to put together a philosophy of boarding um, to define what we thought was the important aspects of that. Um, in a nutshell, I would say, uh, in some ways, the, the main part of that was that we wanted BFA to be a place where students were 
known as individuals and loved within those boarding homes, uh, co-parented with the, their parents. So it wasn't just supervisory institutional housing, but actually known and parented. And around that then comes parameters as to how many students somebody should be caring for and all those other types of things. Those how are the, public the buildings are, who yeah. can just walk in and yeah. out, mm -hmm. um, those yeah. kinds of yeah. practical so those, things. Those are the fine yeah. points of it, but the main reason behind it all is that we believe that these missionaries and others that are sending their, their students here want their students to be known and discipled for Christ in this place. They want them to be a part of Christian community and to grow in Him while they're here. And so we're trying to do, trying to create the, the, the type of setting within boarding homes where that type of co-parenting can happen. Uh, intentional uh, parenting, not just making sure that kids are safe. Um, and that's, that's uh, being able to work together with the administration of this school to form that philosophy and to work it out. Um, Part of that is creating continuity in our staff that we've seen over the last six years. That's grown quite a bit uh, by creating the, the good living spaces for them and the proper training so that they feel equipped to do that. Um, again, that all builds into uh, the longevity, allows them to know students better, it deepens the relationship within the dorms. And those are things that when we look back over the last six years, have, have uh, we've been really thankful to God to be able to be a part of seeing that grow. Um, and that, that's really the legacy that we hope continues in, in, in Black Forest Academy boarding. Mm -hmm. And the ability to include staff in our office that have giftings, like our developmental assistant, Christy Schlieben, just what a blessing she's been to us in the program mm -hmm. development and content and the professional development of staff. So looking at those kinds of um, resources and seeing people as resources, using money wisely, and we know that finances are a resource, but understanding that our people are our largest resource and looking for ways to show that they are valued and that they matter. I think that's something that we love to do and we're really thankful we could see that come about together here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. As we look to the future, I just uh, obviously want to continue building on this foundation that's mm -hmm. been so well <laughs> well laid and uh, as we look and see how our world is changing so rapidly and can we adjust to that can we continue mm -hmm. to not uh, not as, as Rich said so clearly not just get them from one place to another and make sure they're safe and fed and all those kind of things but can we uh, have a have a hand in what God's doing in their lives to shape them to prepare them for what mm -hmm. how they're going to change our world mm -hmm. and, th and that's exciting uh, it's scary but <laughs> mm -hmm. it's exciting mm -hmm. uh, I mean we're having discussions about you know just all of the things that we as Christians might have thought just assumed in a, in the last years or as we grew up that this generation is really wrestling with and we can't just say because I said it's like that, we, we need to really wrestle with that and allow a space for that type of wrestling, which is what we're doing as educators, is mm -hmm. teaching our kids to, to wrestle with ideas and to come up with new ideas. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, th that's what being an educator is all about. Mm -hmm. And how can we as the uh, Res Life staff and the, the people that are helping to shape these dorm communities mm -hmm. add to that and, and even capitalize even more uh, as we have so much time with these students. And I think that's a big 
benefit. That's to me, that's one of the main reasons we chose to send our kids to BFA because our kids are going to wrestle with these questions. And as missionaries who live on the field, they start wrestling, I think, with these things as they move out from your roof, out from under your roof. And to be able to give them a safe place to wrestle with some of these things with godly people who love them and desire the best for them, supervising them and speaking into it is huge because they're going to wrestle with this stuff when they go off to college if they haven't started wrestling it with it now and giving them a safe place with godly input as they're struggling through growing up. Growing up is hard. (laughs) And um, so we just want to give a safe place for kids to do that where they feel loved and heard. I think if you're a student here at BFA, you kind of forget that the people in the boarding program, how much they really do invest and how much they care and how much intentionality goes into caring for you as a student. And I can just speak from personal experience, having been a boarding student at BFA for three years, I am like really excited for the Israels and how the Peaches have kind of trained them up and um, that the Israels are clearly called to be here in this in this program um, as the directors of boarding. and. Yeah, I think uh, it's a really great fit. I'm really excited that that they're here. BFA is always looking for dorm parents and RAs. If uh, something that the Israels or the Peaches said struck a chord with you, would love to have you on board. Check out bfacademy.de for our job board and get in touch with us. We'd love to talk to you about how you can be involved. Yeah, you can also see the opportunities we post on our social media on Facebook or Instagram. Or you can just write to Nathan or myself at communications at bfacademy.de. And if you don't feel called to come work here, support someone that works at BFA. Um, That's really important. It's a really great way to continue to propel forward this school and um, the services we provide for missionary families all over the world. And if you already support somebody that works here, thank you. Yeah, (laughs) Huge thank you. Hopefully you hear thank you very often, but I just want to be the voice of all of us here at BFA. Thank you so much. Nathan, do you have anybody you want to give a shout out to? I have a very special shout out to Doug, who was a fan of this podcast Mm. before it was even a thing, before Mm. we even got here. Uh, We're going to miss you next year, eh? Eh? But good, good luck in the Great White North. I want to give a shout out, if I may, to... Chloe, Diana, Kennedy, and Corbin. Uh, those are the students that you heard at the beginning of the episode. Thanks, guys, for your input, for uh, just your honest answers about your experience boarding here at BFA. Um, you guys sound really great on radio. You got great radio voices, so really appreciate you guys taking the time to give me those answers. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And again, write to us and let us know what you think about this podcast. We hope this is beneficial for you guys and... So any feedback that you have would be amazing. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Peace.